Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I want to welcome you to our Executive Session series of conversations with prominent CEOs in the security space. It's my pleasure to be talking today with Richard Spur. He's Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of the Board with Zixcorp. Richard, thanks so much for joining me today. Sure, happy to help. Rick, one of the things I find sort of remarkable was it was 10 years ago when you first got appointed as the president and COO of Zixcorp. That's a long time in this space. How would you say that this business has changed in that 10 years with you at the helm? First of all, the industry, 10 years ago in 2004, the Internet was just in its infancy. And at that time, People thought the Internet was going to open up new opportunities, which, in fact, it has and did. But what they didn't anticipate was how it really was opening up companies who use the Internet as an exchange mechanism, how they were opening themselves up to inbound threats. And so 10 years ago, all the money was being spent and all the attention was being focused on protecting companies from inbound threats. And, you know, today we we talk about inbound threats in terms of phishing and such, but that really is a very isolated mechanism that's advanced, of course. But back then, if you were connected to the Internet, you were subject to all sorts of what we just generally called intrusions back then. And so people were literally overwhelmed with that. Fast forward 10 years, and uh, with the exception of the, uh, of the advanced persistent threat thing I mentioned, the whole infrastructure protection part of the security industry is pretty well buttoned up. Anti-spam, antivirus, intrusion detection, firewalls, all of those are terms that relate to infrastructure protection. And they are, for the most part, as I said, buttoned up and commoditized. Now, the exception are the very, very advanced threats that we hear about in the newspapers every day. Uh, and so now the world of security has been able to focus more on data protection recently. You know, how do we protect the assets of the corporation, the data both that the corporation wants to protect on behalf of their customers and also their own internal intellectual property. With respect to Zix, we were uh, an infant back when the Internet was an infant, and we were focused on data protection way back then. It was hard to get people's attention, frankly. But now with the evolution toward uh, data protection, uh, Zix is right in the center of things. Um, our, our company's changed in that we were trying to survive back then. We were sub-6 million in revenue and burning 20 to 25 million of cash a year when I arrived. And we've been highly profitable now since 2010 and able to invest in advance the state-of-the-art in the area of email encryption. Well, Rick, certainly profitability has to be a big accomplishment. What else would you say have been your biggest accomplishments in the 10 years you've been at the helm? I'm proud of the fact that we have as a team been able to advance the -the state-of-the-art, specifically around protection of data and email. And I'll I'll comment on what I mean by advancing the -the state-of-the-art in a second. But first of all, let me point out how important email is. Email is by far an IT security executive's uh, biggest headache, and it is its biggest headache for two reasons. Uh, Number one, it's very, very old, (laughs) and so email was created actually before the Internet, and as a result of that, the design inherent in email systems uh, didn't 
envision some of the exposures that exist today. So all of the underlying networks back at that time, private networks and, and dial networks, were inherently safe and private. And so the applications designed at that time didn't need to worry about security threats. But email, because it is now the most ubiquitous business application in the world, uh, is not something you can do away with. Uh, it's here for certainly till a couple more generations, and it's exposed because it's, as I said, uh, based on some very old conceptual designs. Uh, so the two things, it's, it's ubiquity. Every business has it. It's the primary means of communication. Some of the statistics say that people spend close to two hours a day just dealing with email. It's the largest application in terms of moving data around, and it's not inherently secure. So it now lives on the Internet, and so it is the largest open hole <laughs> in the security construct today that uh, IT security people need to deal with. We have advanced the state of the art in protecting that data flow uh, using encryption as an uh, overlay, if you will, to existing email systems. And when I talk about advancing the state of the art, we've had email encryption since the early 2000s, but the early instantiations of email encryption systems were quite crude. All of them, 100% of the emails that were sent required in the early days, very early days, people on the sending side to actually do something. They had to type secure this message or send secure. And that reliance on people to secure the data was uh, flawed, of course. We invented the first policy-based encryption, which actually filters email and in an automated way determines what needs to be secured. And that takes the senders out of the equation. Most advanced email encryption systems today have some sort of policy-based scanning. Ours is the most sophisticated because it's been around the longest and you're able to perfect it over time. Another advancement that we've brought to the industry is automatic decryption on the receiving side. So all the other email systems, the older ones, require a recipient to enter a password at a minimum to open up that piece of email. We've eliminated that where the company sending and the, and the company receiving are in part of the Zix encrypted network. So you have 10,500 companies in the Zix encrypted network today, and that means that all of those employees from all those 10,500 companies, either sending or receiving, are doing that without any registration, without any passwords, without any encrypt buttons. It's just all secure, as one would expect it to be, without any impact on their productivity or, or their workflow. And so when I talk about advancing the state of the art, that's most specifically what I'm referring to. Rick, if you take a step back from Zix for a moment, what would you say is the state of secure messaging today? We can interpret secure messaging to, you know, we, I think we think of email. Of course, the term secure messaging is broader than that. The reason email deserves the center stage here is because, as I said earlier, it is uh, the ubiquitous, most widely used application on the Internet by businesses every day and it is the most exposed. So if you can deal with email and fix email, you're in pretty good shape. But moving to mechanisms that are efficient, effective, productive, and just, quote, work without user involvement is the, is the key to the kingdom there. Other me methods of messaging 
one would think immediately of text, for instance, and we all use text. I use it to talk to my kids all the time. I don't use it for business and wouldn't ever anticipate using it for business just because it doesn't have all the maturity and controls and protections that email has today. But text is inherently also insecure. Other forms of messaging that were built over the last decade, for instance, making payments or for processing applications, specific claims, applications that may have been written, if they were written in the era of the Internet, then they were most likely designed with inherent uh, secure protocols that, that aren't exposed. So generally, we don't have to be worried about going on an app for a bank or going to a bank to, to their website, because that's generally secure stuff. But email, which we use every day for mostly ad hoc and, and sort of supportive exchange of uh, various transactions and processes, is uh, inherently insecure. But we're moving to a point, if we might get optimistic and say that everybody will will join a common network where all these exchanges are, are uh, transparent or underneath the covers, I think we'll have it licked. Uh, that may take another five to ten years, but uh, our kids will certainly see it. Rick, let's talk about email encryption. What do you find in the marketplace today when you talk to customers or prospects? What's most misunderstood about email encryption? You said today, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond to your question, but I, I want to point out that prior to 2009, we found ourselves spending a lot of time explaining to people why email had to be protected. People were largely unaware, oftentimes very technical people, were largely unaware that email was sent in the clear on the Internet, which in technical jargon means uh, exposed, can be read, can be downloaded, can be rerouted by anybody. It wouldn't be uncommon that I'd have a salespeople calling a company and a security executive, and they'd say, what are you doing about securing their email? And the guy would look back or gal and say, what do you mean? I'm not worried about that. Why should I be worried about that? And they'd explain why, and the person would pick up the phone and call somebody technical and say, I've got some goofball in here telling me how to worry about email. And they'd say, well, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> it's not protected. So people were unaware. Uh, due to all sorts of things, uh, breaches, stolen data, publicity about stolen data, general awareness brought about by legislation, a whole series of things, constellation of causes, I might say, caused people that level of awareness to really, really go up starting in 2009. And now it's it's very uncommon for anyone to question why it is you need to secure email. So, so now awareness is quite high. But U.S. today, what is most misunderstood and my answer to that is what's most misunderstood is that you really can do away with passwords using the right technologies the modern day technologies similar to what we provide in the Zix encrypted network you can completely secure your email without any impact on workflow and that's a major major transition and evolution And people don't like passwords. They don't want to mess with them, and they don't want to worry about whether their customers and their partners will be burdened by that troublesome, burdensome, out-of-band action. By making that all go away, everybody says, well, of course, why didn't we do that, you know, a long time ago? Well, so that's what's most misunderstood is we really have achieved a new place in terms of advanced technology, and you can easily protect yourself if you just, uh, it's not even much time and effort, basically just become aware and, and take the actions to to secure your mail. 
Rick, you've been in the space for a long time now. You've seen the threat landscape evolve and change immeasurably. When you look at that landscape today, what strike you as the top threats to your customers? So the one that everybody thinks about is the stuff that's seen in the newspapers every day, uh, the sophistication of the malware and the people that are investing in that malware for financial gain are very large state institutions and terrorist groups, and that they're coming up with technologies that are quite frightening, and I certainly wouldn't tempt to deny that. The other one that I think is a massive threat, and I understand it because we see it every day, is is uh, things being stolen that no one ever knows about, and, and that's really what the threat that exists because of email. There is one case that's been fairly widely publicized where a large telecommunications company, their nine top executives for years, I think it was five-plus years, all of their email was being rerouted and copied, story has it, by the Chinese. And so they had access to all that intellectual property, all of that information, and they would simply copy it and have access to it and then send the, the the normal email, the email that had originally been sent by those executives to the intended recipient. And no one in that exchange had any clue, other than the perpetrators, uh, that anything was wrong. I mean, they just didn't even know it was happening. And yet their their precious data assets were being stolen. And so that's still a, a massive threat today as people ignore the need to secure email. We've seen a ton of change in the security market space this year with mergers, acquisitions, high-profile transactions. 2015 looks like it'll be a watershed year. How do you see the security market space evolving, and what is ZixCorp's role going to be in that market space? I think you mentioned consolidation. I think like any industry as it matures, you start seeing you know winners and losers, and I would expect that the security market will behave in that same way. It just makes sense that whoever has the positive cash flows and can reinvest those to to move the business along and keep up with the changes in technology, those are going to be the winners. And I think that same thing is, is happening in security. What's our role? Um, our role in that is to continue to invest in this segment that we've declared leadership in and maintain that leadership. And that means maybe there will be opportunities for us uh, to expand the acquisition, that's not a declaration, it's just an obvious statement that it's a possibility, and perhaps someone that's looking to put together a leading-edge suite of tools might see value in adding an accretive addition to their portfolio about an acquisition is X. So all those things are, are possibilities. We just build value every day and focus on staying in the lead and taking care of our customers, and, and the rest will really take care of itself. We've been doing this for 11 years now, and given that we're profitable and stable and have a uh, exceedingly highly cal- high caliber staff with very low attrition rates, we're, we're in a very safe place and can just let that evolution occur and, and try to maintain our leadership in our segment of it. And how about for you, Rick? You've got a decade with this organization now. Uh, much has happened in the past 10 years. What do you see as your own goals for this next decade? You know, with the risk of sounding a little boring here, I think continuing to advance the state of the art in the segment we're in, we benefit from the network effect. I mentioned we have 10,500 companies in our network. The value of that network per Metcalf's law 
grows exponentially as the network gets bigger and bigger. So we become a utility and could conceivably, given the network effect, become a worldwide utility for the exchange of secure mail. And so our continued focus on that broader goal is what excites us. The second thing I mentioned that the advance of mobility has given us an opportunity to create a very highly differentiated and exciting product uh, which will allow employees to use their everyday personally owned devices to safely, underline safely, access their corporate email calendars and contacts. And that business, if we can find a leadership position or create or achieve a leadership position, could be frankly far bigger than than the email encryption business. So we've got two very, very big and exciting things that that we're pursuing right now. Rick, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you so much. Yeah, I hope it was useful. If anything else comes up, Tom, let me know, and I'll be happy to respond. I've been speaking with Richard Spur. He's chairman of the board and chief executive officer with Zix Corp. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.